Hallelujah. Look with me if you don't mind Ephesians chapter 3. I want to start off. I know you opened up to Proverbs already because there's only been three months we're there. But let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Of course, we were three and a half years in the book of Ephesians. <laughs> so go ahead and look with me in Ephesians chapter 3. And I just want to read something to you because this is so awesome. Appreciate you being here tonight. Bless each and every one of you. believe you'll be just ministered to by His Word. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. This is the Living Bible. Though I am least deserving of all God's people, He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the Creator of all things, have kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in this was to use the church to display His wisdom. To display His what? And we've been studying on wisdom since January, the beginning of January, that we are called to display His wisdom. And we're going to see some of this tonight in, in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Now, in the King James Bible, it talks about having the understanding about being unfathomed. And, and there's something I, I want to share with you that as we get into wisdom tonight. It's not about just uh, getting more knowledge and more understanding. What this word talks about, the unfathom or the greatness of God's wisdom, is that Lord, the Lord wants our mind to stretch. It's not just about filling our minds to the present capacity, but it's about a continual stretching. And it talks about going beyond comprehension and filled with the mysteries. And it talks about that you cannot trace their beginnings. And the word manifold in the King James Bible says many find, many sided and much variety. And, you know, many times people say, well, you know, we just cannot understand God. Well, we'll never on this earth understand all the unfathomed wisdom and all the knowledge and everything about God. But praise God, while we are here, we can continue to grow and have our spirits and our hearts and our minds stretched to receive more and more knowledge of God. Now go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 2. And we want to look at a few things there tonight. Proverbs chapter 2. Thank God we are increasing in the wisdom of God. It is so awesome to grow in the knowledge of God. Proverbs chapter 2. You were here the last few weeks, you can catch up on the internet or we have the CDs and tapes available. But last week I, st I stopped with, first of all, and I'll share three points, another two points tonight, but last week I was sharing with you the, the importance of commitment, that we just don't accept what the teacher's saying, but we apply it, and about not being a lazy student. How many know we're not called to be lazy students, amen? You don't get much if, you, or if you're one of those who put your head down on the desk and you're not sitting upright listening to the teacher. You've got to listen and pay attention. And the word commitment, one of the definitions is the willingness to channel the energy or the anointing or the revelation into my daily responsibilities. That I am responsible by what I hear, by what I receive, I am responsible to make sure that the wisdom of God is being put to work and I am allowing it to flow in every area of my life so that I am putting it in my responsibilities. And one of the things that are interesting, this is, the, I'm going to bring out some of the Hebrew way of thinking tonight. And there's an interesting Hebrew way of thinking that, that, that I just want to give you right here. The Hebrews believe, and, and, and maybe this is true, that there, we have 248 organs in our body. 
It sounds good, huh? Anyway, what I read was we have 248 organs in our body. And according to the Hebrew scholars, there are 248 positive commandments in the Bible. That there is a commandment for every organ. And they believe for every organ to function the way it's supposed to, then we have to operate in every commandment. And then they have found 365 negative commandments, which breaks, brings us to the point that there's 365 days in the year. That our body and our days, and you can read in Proverbs, are blessed as we walk according to the words of God. And that's out of commitment. Commitment means I have a responsibility to take the wisdom and the knowledge. And, and what I don't know now, I'm going to learn and I'm going to continue learning and I'm going to continue stretching so that my body and my life is going to work according to what God has created to do. Now, in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1, it says, My son or my child, and I shared with you that means my innocent one, if you receive my words... And treasure my commands within you, within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and so you apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Amen. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. My responsibility in receiving the words of God is to respond and act like a child of God. If I'm receiving the wisdom and the instruction, the knowledge of God, I'm going to act like a child of God. And he's talking about if you accept my words and you fulfill them and even enduring devotion and attachment to them. And when you look that up, listen to this. And this is going to bring in some of the sayings of Jesus here about being responsible to do them. And if you cry out for them, what it says here that if you are attached to my word, you are attached to me. If you are attached to my word, if my words are within you, I will be in you. If you are attached to my word, you are attached and obey my commandments, then, then you are attached to me. And then as I was meditating and studying all that, the Lord reminded me about Jesus. How did he, what did he tell Satan? It is written. In other words, Satan, you can tempt me with anything, but in every area, I am attached to a word to destroy you. I'm attached, I'm holding on to the word, therefore I'm holding on to the hand of God. So you could come after me with anything that you have, but I am a soul attached to the word of God. I am at one with the word of God, therefore I am at one with God. Therefore, whatever you try to come against me with, I will be able to stand against you because I am attached to the word of God and God is attached to me. And I read with you last week, and it came out, it came out as the Lord reminded me, all in the temptation of Christ, that Jesus, what did he tell Satan one of the times that he was tempted? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by, how many? Every word that what? Remember I shared with you about the Hebrew study? 
the Hebrew uh, parable that the, ch- the prince came home to his dad, the king, and the king says, you want me to fix you a pot of stew? And the son says, no, dad, I desire the very food you're chewing. And to us Americans, we think, oh, that sounds gross. You want to eat up already chewed food? That, that, that's not what the saying is saying. They're saying it's so much a part of you that I want what you are chewing on. I want to chew on it too. And that's what Jesus was saying. Every word, I'm attached to every word. I value and I am committed. Listen to this. I am committed to every word that has proceeded and is proceeding from the voice of God, the voice of knowledge, and the voice of wisdom. I attach to it. I attach to it. He says if you cry out for it, if, if you take your notes, that word cry, if you will pray for it. Pray diligently. Pray. Pray for wisdom and pray for knowledge. And I was thinking about that. And, uh, you know, thank God for doctors. And I, I started feeling the need. I, I started exercising again yesterday morning and I woke up this morning. And my body is crying from my ankles to my neck. Especially when I woke up this morning. I hadn't exercised in a long time. And I, and, and I started exercising as I as I got up. I thought about that scripture. I said, oh, my body's crying. Get back down in bed. Just stop exercising. Don't worry about it. And then I felt like the Spirit of the Lord says, even though many people may preach against doctors, a doctor hears the cry of a human's body. A doctor, you you have a pain in your body. You go to a doctor and the doctor hears the cry of your body and tries to fix the cry of your body because that part in your body that's in pain is crying out to be healed. And the doctor hears that cry. And you know, uh, our, our bodies, I wish there was a way we could put a microphone in our bodies so that we could hear what our bodies are crying out. For example, you know, we may preach against smoking and your lungs may be crying out, (coughs) please stop smoking, you know. Maybe the lungs are crying out and, and, you know, everybody wants to hammer on smoking. But you know what? Maybe there's some people in here that don't smoke, but your body's crying out, cholesterol! Too much cholesterol! Too much coffee! Too much sugar! And our bodies are crying out, saying, You are defeating my purpose. That pain, that circumstance, what you're going through. There are different things, but we pay no mind. Let's try to find some medicine that will shut the mouth of the pain so I can keep feeding my body what it's telling me through natural ways it can't take. The The cry of the body. It's crying out, no, that's not good for you. The cry of the eyes, no, that's not good to look upon. The cry of the ears, that's not good to listen upon. Wisdom and so many things that are part of the Word of God. As our prayers and our bodies are crying out, our souls are crying out, there are answers that are coming back to us if we would only listen and hear what wisdom is trying to tell us. Amen? So we see here the attachment of the Word of God. And... and uh, Then it says in verse 2, apply your heart. And I shared with you last week that the word apply there means to turn your ears into funnels. And I had another funnel last year. I mean, last Wednesday, I only brought one. But that word apply means to make your ears become funnels so that your ear expands so that your heart and your knowledge can expand. 
There's so much knowledge. And you know, if y'all were here Sunday night, we saw the DVD about the universe that came out of the mouth of God. Can you imagine, just like you saw all them stars and planets and galaxies, can you imagine all the wisdom that comes out of the mouth of God? He says, attend to the voice of God. And he's saying, your regular ears are not big enough. Get ready to apply. Open your ears so that you can just receive more knowledge, more understanding, and apply them to what I'm telling you. Amen. Applying your heart to seek after, to search them for oysters. Now, we started talking about oysters last week. We were talking about how the word and what wisdom wants to tell us is so precious. And we were talking about, you know, I, I talked to brother, uh, I asked brother Johnny. He said he must have, you know, eaten 25 bags or 25 pounds of oysters. And I said, did you ever find a pearl? And he said, no. And, you know, it's like I was I, I thought I, I went and looked on. You can look on the Web, too. There's videos on how pearls are made and it takes a lot, at least five years. And they even say on the video uh, over there in Japan, they even say it takes long, patient toil. And endurance of five years, it takes two years to let the oyster get big enough. Then you have to plant uh, something in the nucleus, and then three years later, you can have a pearl, but the bigger pearl you want, the more you leave the oysters alone. Five years for one oyster to produce one pearl. And so that's how much we have to value what comes out of the mouth of God. We have to value the Word of God to apply that. And I shared a few of these things last week. Now, I want you to see something very interesting. In verse 3, it says, uh, in, in verse 2, Well, verse 3, I'm sorry. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. Now, I want to share something very interesting with you. That word understanding, if you're taking the notes, it comes from the word of Hebrew for the word for mother. And it means the mother that is able to give birth to. How many of you have ever seen on TV or you might have been in the hospital with your wife when she was giving birth? There was some crying going on. Well, if you cry out for wisdom or understanding, it says there, understanding is something that has to be birthed. But it talks about something that has that motherly's heart, that motherly's compassion that wants it to be born. It's an understanding that gives birth. It gives forth a voice. And that's where the crying out comes forth. Understanding gives forth a voice. I start praying in my understanding. I start singing with my understanding. Psalms 119 verse 18, you can write it down. But Psalms 119 verse 18 talks there about praying with the understanding and wanting to seek the Lord and understand Him. So, and then in verse for it says, if you seek her as silver and you search for her as hidden treasures, just seeking for the wisdom of God, seeking for the knowledge of God, you'll find it. Now, that was in the area of commitment. Tonight, I want to start on a second word that there's three Hebrew words that comes from, the, from Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. The first one is a commitment. The second one is tonight, I want to share with you in the area of, of character. Write down that word character. The word character. Look at verse 4. Let me go back to verse 4. If you seek her as silver, say with me silver, and search her for her as hidden treasures. I want to stop right there for just a moment. You know, today, I mean, you hear on TV all the time that gold is going up in value. Uh, this, this is what the Hebrews, I found an article from a Hebrew scholar. And listen what he says. This is his words. To show how a person's attitude towards earning money, that's the silver and treasures, should carry over in the pursuit of the knowledge of the word. He explains that in earning his livelihood, a person is not discouraged by cold weather, 
nor by late hours. He knows that some sacrifices is demanded of him in order to provide for his physical needs. You're here tonight. It was ugly weather. You didn't have to come, but you came. How many of you know, how many of you can call into work because it's raining? Anybody here can call into work because it's raining? Say, how, many, how many can call four to 20 times a year say it's raining? Not sick leave, rain leave. Anybody here can have rain leave? No. Why? Because you won't have a job if you continue calling. It's too cold. It's too hot. It's raining. It's not good weather. I'm not going into work today. This is what the rabbi is saying. Just like you've got to put everything into commitment, into pursuing your job to make a living, and that even the Word of God says you're worse than the heathen if you don't provide for your family, if you don't work by the sweater to your brow, you're worse than someone who doesn't have truth of the knowledge of the Word of God. This is what this rabbi is saying. If you want wisdom to work for you, you've got to look at searching for wisdom and be faithful to it, whether it's rain, cold. You've got to be like the postman. Rain, sun, snow, sleet, it doesn't matter. You better be right there seeking the Word of God. If you don't feel like it, if you feel like it, if you can't read, then you put a tape on. But if you want it as bad as you want your job, and your two-week check, you've got to be that determined to seek out wisdom and understanding. Listen to this. It says, He knows that some sacrifice is demanded of him in order to provide for his physical needs. Sacrifices. How much more so then should he be willing to toil and sacrifice in order to provide for his spiritual needs? Third John 2. We prosper and we're in health as our soul prospers. Sometimes it means toil. You know what that means, Church. When you're doing your devotion, you've got a journal. You're writing down what the Spirit of God speaks to you through the Word. You're writing down or underlining in some book that God's led you to to read. You get a tape and you rewind it and you listen to it again and you listen to it again. You may listen to the same tape 22 times or 32 times. You may take notes on the tapes. And, and like I have a notebook that when I listen to tapes and DVDs and videos, I've been doing this as Argentina, I take notes of the videos, the tapes, and the DVDs that I'm listening to. And then I re-listen to them and then I expand my notes on something that I didn't hear the first time. But I have this tape and I'm going to suck everything I can out of this tape. I'm going to suck everything I can can out of my daily devotionals I'm going to do everything I can because just like I am demanded to, to work at my job I've got to work at studying the word of God for it to be productive. that's why it says in Proverbs search it as silver just don't read over and say okay I'm done let's go no it's, it's, it's important listen it says one's approach to the word should reflect his attitude remember I shared with you last week it's not just it's not wanting, it's what we value. It's not just wanting life, it's are you going to value life. It's not just wanting to hear from God, it's going to value what God says. It's just not wanting answers for our life, it's valuing the answers for our life. And so he says our attitude has a lot to how we are going to receive. Just as one always strives to improve his fi financial status, so should he never be complacent about his spiritual level. Did you hear that? I want to raise. Well, then you ought to start trying to show up for work 10, 15 minutes early. And if you have to stay 5 or 10 minutes late and look and see what the boss is fussing about and try to adjust what you're doing to make the boss happy. 
See what needs to be done because I want a promotion and I want a raise. So I'm going to position myself for that. And that's what this scripture is saying. If you want a raise and you want a position, then you work at the word to, to go and to advance on another spiritual level. It's just not going to become because you've been saved another month or another year. It's going to come by the demands and the attitude of the heart of hunger and thirst we put towards the word of God. I've been saved 32 years. Well, where's the fruit of 32 years? But when there's a lifestyle of fasting and praying and seeking God and, 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 and a faithfulness of seeking the Word of God, just like, you know, my job is to study the Word and pray, even as it says in the book of Acts. And, 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 and that's my job, my first job. I mean, my first responsibility. If I can't answer a phone right away, it's because I'm shutting with God right now. My first responsibility is I'm with God. I've got to hear His Word. I've got to pray. But it's also the responsibility of the entire body that if you want to go to another level... Another level, a whole nother level in the spirit realm. You've got to be dedicated. It just doesn't come by being called a Christian. It comes by being a committed student of the word of God. It says he should always try to advance in the knowledge of the word and in the fear of Hashem or God. A lover of money will never be satisfied with money. Ecclesiastes 5.9 A person who earns for... for a person who earns his living as a storekeeper knows that he will not realize a large profit from every customer. How I many you know not everybody who comes in your store is going to be a big spender? Nevertheless, he should cheerfully serve all who enter his store. I read that and I started thinking. How many of us do not like to read the Bagats? How many of us do not enjoy so much sometimes the book of Leviticus? How I many you know sometimes there's some things we start reading, we're going, oh my God, this is so boring, this is so long, I'm just going to skip over this. But he's saying, and he was saying right here, you treat the people, you treat the little kid with a nickel who's going to get a piece of gum just like you do the mama who's going to come get three bags full. He cheerfully serves all who enter into his store. On occasional loss, does he not induce himself to abandon his business entirely? Just because his business isn't prospering today doesn't mean he shuts it down tomorrow. Just because you may not be getting the revelation you need now don't mean you quit looking into the Word of God. He is ready to travel if he must in pursuit of his livelihood. He will be prepared to suffer disgrace and embarrassment so that his venture will yield profit. The same feeling is needed to prevail in spiritual matters. If a person finds that performing a commandment involves difficulty, if he seems to suffer a loss from generous giving, he must also continue to study even though the circumstances are contrary. And he gives another study. He tells a story about a dad who's on his deathbed and he calls his sons and he says, I have 20,000 uh, 20, coins of silver that I buried at different places as such and such a mountain. But you're not allowed to go dig for it till I die. And so the rabbi continues to tell this, this parable, the story, that the father does die, and he said it's buried in ten bags. But you, you go, but you have to wait till I die. He passed away. The kids go, and he says, if the kids find nine bags of silver, do you think they're going to stop their pursuit to find the one more that's still there? And it's the same way in, in, in Proverbs chapter 2 about seeking after knowledge and wisdom. If we get a little bit of the answer, do we just settle? 
or we're so determined that it's buried in me. I've been digging four feet, six feet, eight feet, ten feet. But if there's one more bag and it's 20 feet, I'm going to dig 20 feet, but I'm going to find that last bag of silver. I'm going to dig in the concordance. I'm going to dig in the dictionary. I'm going to dig, 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 dig. I'm going to find, I'm going to check out the Bibles. I'm going to check out the devotionals. But there's an answer for me waiting and it's there. And the Lord is asking me to dig because I consider the words out of his mouth more precious than than anything else i'm not going to suffer loss not to receive from him so every jew must know the personal devotion to apply himself to the word of god amen so like i said let's go to uh character well before i go to i can't go to character let's go to joshua chapter one let's go to joshua chapter one i want to share this with you just when i read this this came to my heart so i'm going to read this to you how many of you know we got all year Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Verse 5 says, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses, and I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land. I swore to their ancestors, I will give them. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. Be careful, be diligent, be diligent like starting a new business. Be diligent, careful to obey all the instructions, all the instructions. Can you imagine if they would have said right there, you have 248 organs, there's 248 commandments. Your organs will live according to how you, your organs will function according to how you live out the commandments. Do you think we would put more emphasis on every commandment of God? Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful. Somebody shout out successful. Successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction carefully. This is the Living Bible. Study this book of instruction carefully. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey Everything written in it. Only then. Only then. Only then. Only then. Only then. I didn't say it. The Word of God says it. Only then. Only then will you prosper. Only then will you succeed in all you do. Only then. Do you hear the heartbeat of God shouting out through the ages? Be sure to wholeheartedly study and listen. Study this Word of God. Be committed to studying the Word of God. And you will see that your life will improve and your life will advance. Oh, my word. Number two, character. Let me give you a little bit on character tonight. The word character speaks of focusing on the instructions for the development of the inner man. Not so much emphasis on the outer man. Character is the emphasis of the Word of God working on the inner man. It talks about not only knowing, but also wanting to do what's right to avoid sin and what's wrong. How many receive that tonight in Jesus' name? That we have the character that I don't only not want to do what's wrong, I want to avoid even the possibilities of doing what's wrong. See, that's character. You know, well, if we do this, if we do that, nobody will know. My inner man will know. 
And I've been receiving the definitions of God. I've been receiving the commandments of God. I've been receiving the word of God. And I just cannot compromise my commitment. And I cannot compromise my character. It is wisdom building on the inside, then changing the outside. And that's called commitment with character to Yahweh. Amen. Now, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 8. So we're in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 8. He guards the paths of justice and he preserves, say preserve with me, preserves the way of his saints. Now, that word there means a safeguard. But listen to this, that word preserve, you need to write this down. How many know, we've all heard the word protection. We claim the law of protection, amen? Well, I want to give you something in Hebrew. The word preserve is a stronger protection than the word protection. The word safeguard is even stronger than protection. So we don't only pray protection over your husband. We pray the safeguard, which means the, the strongest type of protection that there is, the highest level of divine protection, the, the walls, the gates that the enemy cannot pr- prevail against. He preserves the way of his godly ones. Now, if you write in notes, the word character, you need to know this. The word character comes from a Hebrew word, speaks of cement. That there is such a hearing of the word of God, such a meditating upon the word of God, that remember I told you that Jesus was saying that we've got to... We've got to uh, accept the word of God. We, we have to uh, hold on to the, what, what, what was the word I used? Uh, attached. We've got, if we're attached to the word of God, we're attached to God and God is attached to us. Well, this is what this is saying right here, that we are cemented. And that's what Paul meant. Listen to this. That's what Paul meant, meant where I want you to always abound. Unmovable. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? That character is cemented. I can trust you with more. You've been faithful with the one. Now we'll give you the two. Give the one who has the two, the one, that which the one had because he was not faithful with it. Character is cemented. They are unmovable. It speaks of stronger protection. Character that unites and directs our entire person. In Proverbs uh, chapter 2 right there, but verse 7 says, He stores up. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, and he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Now, we're talking about character, and we're talking about the upright, and that word upright speaks about the innocent, the person who walks blameless. The word person who walks blameless. Now, the Hebrew, the uh, rabbis have another saying. If you are weak in your studies, you will be weak in your life. If you are weak in your studies, you will be weak in your life. Now, what we're hearing out of Proverbs and what we heard, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And everything we taught through the Old Testament and through the New Testament, we keep hearing the emphasis that if we want to be strong in the Lord, the power of His might, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm going to be strong according to how much emphasis and time I'm putting in the Word of God because the Word of God is not only building up my faith, the Word of God is also building up my character. 
that I will not compromise. It's amazing. God told Abraham, you can just listen, Abraham chapter 17, verse 1. Abraham, he said, walk before me blameless. There's that word upright. Walk before me blameless. 1 Kings 9, 4 says, God promises to establish the throne of Solomon if he will walk as his father David walked in the integrity of heart and uprightness. Now, David might have failed here and there, but his heart remained steadfast in his love to God. A few months ago, we were upset because the Senator Obama did not want to put his hand on his heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance. But how many of us will not pledge allegiance to the Word of God that when it says do not, we will not, I will not do that because I have an allegiance with God. He says to be holy as He is holy. He said to be pure as He is pure. He says not to back down in the area of our integrity and let our character be sound. I pledge allegiance to the Word and to the blood and to the name of Jesus Christ. I pledge allegiance to it. I meditate on it. I concentrate on it. I work until these things get out of my mind that needs to be out of my mind and my heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. It's amazing. In the Hebrew, the word thoughts is called the king of the body. The mind is called the king of the body, where it says, Keep your heart. It's called the center of the thoughts, the king of the body. And it's where we gather our thoughts. And according to our thoughts, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or we act or we respond. Character keeps us living according to the word of God instead of acting of the things that are, are called the king of the body, which is the mind and the thoughts. We watch it and we hold it. And one of the things the rabbi says as an example, two Jews go to eat Passover. One grabs the lamb and eats it out of gluttony. The other grabs the lamb and eats it out of commitment. And that talks about the integrity and the lifestyle of each and every one. Some go to church because it's Sunday. Some goes to church because I'm committed to the Lamb. Committed to the Word. Amen, church. I mean, no, Wednesday night's discipleship. That's what we're doing here. Studying on wisdom. Amen. The heart controls the life and it's the key to success. The heart will be my outcome. Amen. Well, I've already passed up my time. So I guess we'll stop here and I'll just go ahead and start with the third word next time. Is that okay with y'all? Amen? Nobody's saying go on, so I guess we'll shut it down. (laughs) Hallelujah. I've been waiting for people to say, no, go on, go on, go on. Huh? I know, it's only been an hour, huh? Well, we keep it short. You know, we try to give a lot of food at the same time, you know. But isn't this good? I mean, just with this 30 minutes, 35 minutes, there's a lot here to to go back over and think about. Integrity. What's happening with my life, Lord? The integrity. According to my integrity. Lord, cross-examine me. Lord, you judge me. You're my judge. That's why wisdom starts with the fear of God. I know I'm going to go in your presence. I know I'm going to go into the Holy of Holies. So, Lord, I, I know I have to go with a holy... And a, and a contrite heart before you. I have to cross-examine my ways. Now, as we get into the next point, it's going to get to areas of loving the Word so much you dissect it. And, and I'll just leave you with this example. My sister told me uh, Sunday night, and I hope she don't mind, she dissected the same cat for two years because she's a nurse. What, what, are, what, what is your title? 
a registered nurse. But just to be a registered nurse, when she went to college, she had to dissect the same cat for two years. Two years. She, a stinking cat. She had to open it up and name every part and take every... She had to dissect that same cat for two years. But it took that, just that part, with a lot of others, to get where she is. How many times... Like, Pastor, why do you have to spend three and a half years on Ephesians, a year on, 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 on James, and, and now who don't know how long we're going to be on Proverbs? Why are you doing that? Line upon line and precept upon precept, you take the Word and you dissect it. We're in a mindset in America. We'll go to church, get entertained, get a good Word. Everybody knows what the preacher preached on, the love of God. But how about the dissecting the same scripture for two years if that's what the Holy Spirit leads you to do? How many chapters did you get through today? I just got through two verses. Well, you ain't studying very hard. It took me an hour to get through one word. I started writing my own devotional on the book of Kings on Elijah's life back in Argentina. And one word took me 14 pages. One word. And I'm I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. You can get a word and you can dissect it and you can study it. And you can go, Father, I'm hungry for every word that proceeds out of your mouth. And all these words written on these precious pages sprinkled with the blood of Christ that makes it a living word. That as I partake of the living word, my life and my body and my mind, my heart becomes a living vessel. Meat for the master's use. So, Lord, if in the natural she'd go two years on an old dead cat, how much more can I go Amen. however alone? That's right. Just on John 3, 16. Right. Amen. 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 I encourage you. Study to show yourself approved. A workman of integrity and character that needeth not to be ashamed. Isn't that what the Word says? Let's stand.